Hey guys, and welcome to season three of the Us People podcast. I'm your host, Savia Rox, and in this season, I get to make my guests laugh, cry, and even make them think about life a little differently with the questions I fire over to them, which digs into their lives and professions a little differently. We even had a chance to change up the intro, giving you a fresh new sound. I look forward to sharing season three of the Us People podcast with you. Let's go. Welcome, everybody. This is Jeffrey Goodnell, author of the Space Opera series, Destroying Decry, and you are listening to the Us People podcast with Saria Rocks. Made up my mind, now is my time to shine. Now is my time to shine. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Ask People Podcast. I'm your host, Sabiak, and today I've got the lovely Jeffrey here with me, who is a Taekwondo instructor, personal trainer, writer, and author. Jeffrey, I want to thank you so much for coming on the Ask People Podcast. How are you? Everything's good. Sunny day out here in New Jersey. It sounds good to me. It definitely sounds good to me. So my first question for you, Jeffrey, is could you tell us a bit about you, first of all, where you grew up, but also how that influenced you to be the person who you are today? Okay, well, I grew up in the South Bronx in New York City. I was born and raised uh, in that sector of New York. Um... It was a rough neighborhood. It was a rough times for me growing up. And something I, I really did all the time to, to seek refuge from like all the bad stuff was do sports and martial arts. So that's why that's that that's like my main source of income is fitness and, and teaching Taekwondo. So that's a way how, that's a way my upbringing uh, shaped me and and how I went about my life. Talk to me about when you look in the mirror. What type of person do you see? But also, what does your reflection say back to you? But on the flip side of that question, have you ever looked in the mirror, Jeffrey, and not recognized the person staring back at you? How did you bring yourself back to being the person who you want to be today and moving forward? When I, when I see myself in the mirror, I see, my, I see myself as a determined person, someone who just wants to achieve his goals. Mm -hmm. and, and, and someone who's relentless in, in his, uh, his attempts. So like sometimes, sometimes when you really, when you're, when you're ambitious and, and you want to get stuff done, you, you really like, don't do like this, uh, these type of self-reflections, but, but they're important because, uh, you see like who you really are. And that's what I've always seen in myself, just a, a very determined person. No, I totally understand that. Talk to me about your journey, because it seems like even through the first two questions of me asking you. Your, even though your life has been difficult, you still seem to see the light at the end of the tunnel. So talk to me about, especially for people who are in a similar situation like yourself, 
Talk to me about what you do to get yourself out of situations and still believe in yourself the way you do and still have that drive and ambition for you to become who you want to become in life. You just have to stay positive. You have to stay positive and strong. You can't can't let dark times, you know, take you down or change who you are or make you forget who you are. You just, just got to stay positive and strong. It's the best thing for me and, and for many other people. Many people who have lived life on earth have overcome so many things. That's true. And they've and they've done it by staying positive, by believing in a better, in a better outcome of, and and staying strong. So that's that's what I'll tell. That's what I'll tell everybody. Just stay positive, but strong, and and you'll make it. I like that. See, you guys, no matter what your life is throwing at you, and believe me, every single one of us has something going on, whether it's in the forefront or the background of our lives, especially mentally or physically jeffrey just stated that no matter what you're going through in life there definitely is the light at the end of the tunnel which is clearly stating and we've only been through four questions <laughs> as it is already so that's definitely something i want everyone to take away with them because that's such a beautiful thing to know talk to me about you being a taekwondo instructor how does that ground you and how do you feel emotionally connected to it to be your absolute best, not just for the people that you're teaching, but also for yourself. It, it, with doing the martial art or any martial art gives you a lot of discipline. Mm -hmm. So, and, and strength, a lot of mental strength. So it, it, it's, it, it, it has empowered me throughout my whole life. I, I started Taekwondo when I was 11 years old and and uh, I've been on and off because I'll stop. Let, when I was a teenager, I'll stop for, for a couple of years to do other sports and I'll come back. In my adult life, I've been very steady and I've had a lot of injuries. So I'm not really able to compete anymore, but I still teach. And, and Taekwondo and any other martial art, it's good for discipline and to, to, to give you that empowerment that you need in life. Cause this is, this world is very, is very tough sometimes on you. So to be, to be, uh, prepared for it, 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 it is, is vital. It's vital. So that's what I try to, to input in all the people that I have the privilege of teaching what I know is to, uh, get them to be stronger, to make them believe that they could run the extra mile, that they could do a hundred more push-ups, that they could kick faster, stronger, that they could go another round, you know, to push them, not to be mean to them, but to let them know that they are strong and that they are able to do much more than they think they can. So that's how I was taught and that's how I teach. I love that. That makes definite sense to me and I'm hoping that other people out there can relate to that too. Tell me about, see this is something that I would love to ask you. Before we get onto your book, which is one of the sole reasons why you are here too, which is what I love. Talk to me about a time that you have overcome an obstacle, but because of the passion of what you do when it comes to writing, how does that relate to your book? and helping you.
jobs. I've, I've, I've been through, I've been through a, a few things. Uh, <laughs> I could tell. Not, not <laughs> <laughs> I could tell. Um, you know, like I, like I, I was, uh, like I told, I had told you previously, I, I, I had gotten injured in 2013. Yeah. I, I tore my ACL the first time I tore it. Um, and I had to go back to New York for, for surgery. Something I was not planning, something that derailed my life completely. But upon returning to New York, I um, I don't know if you guys have Barnes and Nobles out there. It, it Barnes and Noble, it, okay, the bookshop. Yeah. Well, for I, after a, after a medical appointment, I just decided to stroll into into a, one of their bookshops one day in Manhattan, and I discovered that there were there were books on writing fiction. And writing screenplays, and I said to myself, "Oh my God, this is what I do when I'm not <laughs> doing sports. This is I, I write, but I really don't know how to do it. I just pour my story on, onto 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 paper, and and I started purchasing these books, reading them, and I, I learned so much, and that helped me through the healing process." Uh, from that injury, from that surgery, from that recovery. Of course, I've gotten injured more times after that, and I had to do it again. But that was a way that writing helped me uh, over overcome an issue, an obstacle I had in my life. And the books that I read really uh, empowered me and, and helped me through, through that, that journey I had to go through back in those times. It's funny that you say that because um, when you sent me the picture of you sitting down reading the books, um, I'm actually going to share that with everyone. Once your podcast is out, I'm definitely going to share that with everyone because it's it's so inspirational to see where people do come from and what their life is like because nobody knows unless you tell them or show them what's going on in your life because on the outside, we can all look okay, but on the inside, it's something completely different. And Jeffrey sent me a picture of him sitting there and he's like Savia this is this is my zone <laughs> I I sit down and I read these books and and it does so much for me it helps me to relate to things in life it helps me to focus on what I need to focus and it also educates me and that's you're always learning in life there's never a day where you're not learning something so I think that's so important, which leads me on to my next question, which is your book. I know that everybody else can't see this, but I'm actually holding up Jeffrey's book at the moment. So I'm going to let Jeffrey do the intro for his book and tell us a little bit more about it before I go into depth about certain sections in the book. Jeffrey, could you please tell us more about your book, why you, why you were inspired to write it? But most of all, why you decided to write to me even to want to come on a podcast for people to know more about your book. Okay, well, uh, let me start from the very beginning. When around around the time I was 11, 12 years old, around the time I started doing sports, I, um, I started developing this story. And... It was all over the place. I, I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew I had a story and I liked it. I'll write some parts of it. I'll write it down or, or just imagine the scenes in, in my mind. But 
all throughout my my teenage teenage years, I uh I held on to the story. And when I turned to 20, I started writing it. I just started pouring scenes and backstory and, and, and characters onto Microsoft Word with not really a, a roadmap on how to uh to clearly develop the story world or the characters or the the um the the conflicts. So um it's it, 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 I just kept on writing, I just kept on writing and and as I said when I went when I started reading the books in 2013 I I learned a lot about how to story map and how to develop characters. And when I when I was uh, able to to really get a tight grip on the story, I realized it it was uh, not just uh, two or three volumes. It was really like ten to twelve, mm. ten to twelve mm. volumes. So basically, this this is a space opera science fiction series. It's called Destroying Decrop. It's called Destroying Decrop because Decrop is the name of the planet, mm. and it's where most of the drama takes place. So there's a lot of there's a lot of space battles and, and, and um, death duels and revolutions and terrorist attacks and a, a whole bunch of of crazy stuff that goes on. On this planet, and so volume volume one, it's uh, it's called the monolith. Yeah. And uh, the monolith is is a supercomputer that that meant to go online so it could create a sort of energy grid around the planet, and in that way, the dictator of the planet will have total control of all energy powered devices like starships, high powered weapons. And that's just to cons- uh, cons- uh, to get total control of uh, of the planet that he rules over. Yeah. So what happens is is that uh, there's a there's a there there there's a clan of martial arts people who are who are having who are having a, a conflict with his army, not because of this, not because of not because of the monolith, because they they they're just opposed to his tyranny. So soldiers break off from the army, help the martial arts out, help the martial artists out. They form the Liberty Knights, and then they go after the army and the dictator. And then they uh they go out and uh and try to destroy the monolith and try to take down the the dictator. And that's what Volume One is. And as you know, in the end, it, it 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 proceeds to the next to the next conflict, which is Volume Two, yeah. which is their fight against the dictator's allies, which are the reptilians. So that's uh rep, that's Volume One, the monolith of the Destroying Decross series, and Volume Two will be out soon. It's uh it's it's the continuation of Volume One, right 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 after. And and yeah, I I I, I really want to share this story with the world because I've had it for so long. Like I started I started wanting to do this at eleven or twelve. Now I'm thirty seven now, mm-hmm. you know. So I, and I finally was able to self publish the the first volume last year. And I always believed I always believed in in, in uh. 
in this story that it could that it could be something. It could be something at least to the level that people will know about it and like it. Yeah. You know. So that I really, I really wanna, I really wanna share it with the world. It's uh, it's. It's not about the sales. It's not about the money for me. I I, I want the whole world to know the story because I know the story is good and, and and it just gets better. It just gets better and better and better with each volume that uh that goes that passes on by, and characters die off. New characters come in. They die off too. Every volume is different. It's not just war, bam, bam, bam. There's a lot of different things that that happen. There's a lot of different alien races, a lot of different types of um, uh, space armies, space tyrants. There's a galactic federation. There are galactic separatists who are against that federation. And uh, there's a cosmic intelligence agency that causes a lot of regime change wars and and, and a crazy cosmic clandestine. Uh, 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 um, conflicts, and it just goes. It goes on and on. It's chaotic. It's chaotic. Decra is in a part of the galaxy that's called the Volatile Rim. So the Volatile Rim is like what we'll call the Middle East because of the ongoing conflict. That's what that is. That's where they're at. And, and Decra is in the in the worst place of that region. And, and so. In every in every volume, there's 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 a conflict with one of their neighbors, or or there's there's a a three way war of some kind, and, and it's chaotic, but it's fun, and and uh, it's a lot of action. And there is a lot of action. Believe me, when I was sitting down, I was moving with the book because <laughs> because I thought I was in the book. <laughs> There were quite a few things that that stuck out for me. There was one where you talk about the revolution. And this is a question that I do want to ask you. Um, There are, there was, there's a part in your book which says with hundreds of influences. So basically there was a part where it said that they're going to get influences. Um, It could be with the support of celebrities, journalists, musicians, and, and stuff like that. You know where I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Right. The part that had the revolution, do you believe in your book that there is already a revolution starting in the world? Or do you believe there will be a revolution that will come and change the world? The reason why it stuck out for me, I was like, the word, even the word revolution is such a major word to me. And I'm sure it is to you. That's why it's in the book. And for the sheer fact that having a revolution and coming together with celebrities, journalists, musicians, and whoever is an inspirational person or a person of power to change the world or to get to where we need to get to or to help do things in a better way or whatever way, do you believe there is a revolution already or do you believe that a revolution is coming? I think so. I think I think there's there, there there are movements out there of good people who want to who want to bring peace on earth without any any further uh, uh, negative stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's there definitely there there's there's a lot of people. There's a lot of movements who want who want change. You know, it doesn't have to happen violently. You just have to voice. You have you have to voice what you have to voice. So yeah, absolutely. You saw what ha- what had happened um, last year. With the with the whole uh, George Floyd thing, yeah. people people got together and, and said enough is enough, 
and there's been there's been change. I know that there were some some things went down out there and, and, and where where you're at, but over here, it, we saw like I I saw I saw change, I saw change with a lot of stuff, you know, and it was for good. I sure yes, there was there was some some bad instances, you know, um, things got violent, but the change that brought that was brought about was uh was pretty positive. So yeah, absolutely. I think I think that people are are waking up and, and knowing that we have to be unified as one people, so that we could live in peace in this planet and, yeah. and put all that stuff, all, all that war stuff, behind us. Like all all all, all, all the all these volumes are right and, and destroying the crowd. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of space war, but in the end, you get the message. Like war is bad, peace That's is true. good. That's true. You know. I know that a lot of people understand with war, war creates money. That's why they want war. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, without war, there's no money. With peace, you don't make money from peace. But you can have peace. What do you prefer, the money or the peace? But obviously, there's people who are greedy. I know this is a big statement. There are people in the world who are greedy. And, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and it's never enough there's never enough power there's never enough money more money for them is power but to me it's your wisdom and your heart that is powerful and love that is powerful so to me that's what matters unfortunately i feel at the moment the wrong people are in power um but we could change that to make the right people have the right power and work together so things are slowly changing but the more we come together and be an activist of peace and love I'm sure the world will change. And I love Absolutely. the fact that you brought that statement in your book. So thank you for even acknowledging that whenever you did and writing it down because the more people who get to hear that will take that in and hopefully pass it on to somebody else. Absolutely. And we have to teach the next generation that that uh, that we could live in a better world. And does it, things don't have to be broken. You know, we're too good for that. We're we're a species who have evolved, you know, through so much. Why 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 fight, you know, o o over silly things? You know, we, we yeah. could all just come in, in into a, in, an agreement and, and and be happy. No, I totally you know, agree. E evolve, evolve. Go to the stars. You know, go to the stars. Discover the secrets of the universe. And why suppress all that? Why block all that? You know, when we could come together and be like one of those races, one of those alien races in those science fiction series that you see, you know, that they're together and they go and they explore, you know, that's what we should be doing. I think that's cool, actually. <laughs> I think that's cool. I would definitely go on one of their spaceships with them and be like, yeah, cool. <laughs> it sounds good to me. Jeffrey, one of the questions I did want to ask you throughout the whole of your book, I would love to know. Who is your favorite character and why? Oh, Grooks. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's the one who goes through the change. So this is the thing. It's not really a character. You read the book. It's not a character-based, yeah. you know. It's a plot-based story. But you have a transformation in him. You see how he was mean and angry and hateful in the beginning. And it's because of all the things he went through. And then he had an experience and he learned that to overcome the evil he was fighting, mm -hmm. he had to be not evil himself. He had to be, he had to come from a place of good. Yeah. 
And then from from then he wasn't undisciplined anymore. He after that he was respecting his his uh, senior officers, and, and, and he did the right thing, which sí. was to let go of the hate. So he he had that transformation, and, and, and that's that's the message I, I I was putting out there with the book is to let go of the hate, you know, and think from the heart in everything that you do. That's totally true. Hate doesn't win, love wins, and we've said this over and over again so far, and it sure does. What do you believe, especially because you are a writer, and this is your first book, and you have your second one coming out soon, which at the end of the podcast, I'm definitely going to make you promote that too, because I definitely want everyone to hear about that. What do you feel are the failures within the writing industry, and how do you feel the writing industry can improve to help more and more people have an easier path to become published? I, I don't, I, I really don't see much, much fa failure in, in the, in the writing industry. It's just that it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. It's really hard. You know, you could have the best story in the world, but the world might not even know about it. No matter all the promotion you do or you get an agent. Uh, the failure that I see is people when they stop writing, when they, when they quit, you know, you, you, you got to think of it like this. Life is in cycles, you know. It, it, you see that we got winter and then we got then we got spring, summer, and then autumn. It, it's a cycle. It's a cycle. So because you're going through something, you know, or you're working on something else, you put this on hold, you do this, yeah. then you do that, then you got to come back here, but then you come back to it. You know, you got to come back to, to, to what you left on hold. A lot of times people, they don't, they don't, they don't want to, come back to, to their, to, to their writing. Cause maybe they didn't get enough sales or, 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 or whatever. And just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. And, and for people to like improve, to, to improve, uh, uh, with, with, uh, being able to get published. It's just, uh, you go through the steps like I did, you know, how to, you, you, you learn how to shape the story. You learn, you learn about the plot points, about character development, the three-act structure, and then you learn about formatting it, then you learn about Amazon.com, then you learn how about marketing it, and then before you know it, you learn about how to hire an editor, how to hire a graphic designer, you know, and then you do it. You Whatever you want to do, you do it. You do it. And once it's done, it's done. I, I didn't sell a million copies, but I have it. I, ha I have my book. I give mm. out copies all the time. All my neighbors know the story. I, I give it to them. I've gave them copies, you know, and, and, and that fills me that, that I'm like, I, I did it, you know, I, I'm working on, on the next installment, you know, that, that, that's the goal. The goal is to get it done. So just, just learn the steps and do it. You know, it's not expensive and it's not hard. If you really want to do it, if you're really passionate about it, and that's all you could think about, go for it. It's going to happen. You See, know? I like that. How do you take your personal life away from your work life? Because of everything that's going on in the world at the moment, I know a lot of people have, have learned about work-life balance. But even before then, how did you manage, Jeffrey, to take away your, your working life and your personal life and be able to divide them? 
I don't think I could. Ah. <laughs> oh, that's because that's like fitness is, is my is my livelihood. Yeah. Martial arts, somewhat, you know. Uh, uh, so I'm always I'm always working out, or I'm always reading about working out, or training clients, or 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 um, I'm in college, and it's it's exercise science I'm studying for. Yeah. So I'm going for my bachelor's in exercise science. I'm always taking the course, always taking a weekend seminar workshop you know the only time i'm not really doing fitness or or, or writing working on on my space opera novels is when i'm with my family with, with my with my son and, and with my wife and and even then that's like oh i talk to a, <laughs> talk to my wife about it it, it, it is is uh, uh something that's fitness related and she's not really into that you know but but it's my life, like I live it, you know, I, and I live this this story. And, and but the same way I, I take my work life into my personal life, I always take my I also take my personal life into my work life because okay. I'm always doing it for. I, I, I when I do this, it, 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 I, I'm thinking about how it could also benefit my family. That's the that's really my personal life outside of everything I do is my family. I really don't go out much. So I was thinking, always thinking about how it could benefit them as well, and, and I just say to myself, "Well, when the kid is big, when the kid is grown, he's gonna know that his old man wrote books. Maybe he want to write too. Or he's definitely yeah. gonna do martial arts. He's definitely gonna learn how to lift early. I'm gonna teach him. Well, he's already doing taekwondo. I'm already taking him. So it, it, it's it, I can't really split it in my in my in my life dy- dynamic. Everything is so in a Oh, interlaced that uh that can't can't really like pry it apart. It's, it won't work for me. I like that. Thank you for sharing that with us because that's really cool. I really like that. What is the one thing that you have battled with within your life that nobody knows about that you would like to share to help empower other people? Uh so a, a lot of times, uh, people people are into like uh, like taking you down. They they this this mean people out there, you know, misguided. Mm-hmm. They want to take you down. Anything that you do that you do is bad. Uh, and a lot of times when you're around these type of people, it could be your friends, it could be your neighbors, it could be your family. A lot of times when you're around these type of people. You know, they they change your frequency, they mess up your vibe, and then something that you thought was was righteous and and, and good, they make you think it's it's uh, bad and, and silly. You know, so I, I tell I tell everybody, you know, like like go what do what you want to do, like like and be who who you want to be. Don't let nobody tell you um, what you gotta do. And don't let nobody make you try to make you feel insignificant or, or inferior. That's not true. And don't become like that either. You know, don't yeah. don't be negative. Just just be positive. Be true to yourself. Be true to yourself. There's a lot of there's a lot of bad stuff out here, and 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 people make mistakes, and sometimes we treat each other wrongfully. Don't let bad past relationships or, or or situations take you down 
reach for the stars because that's what I did and that's what I'm still doing. See, that's positive output right there. <laughs> it is, it is. It's definitely positive output and, and I I attract myself to that and I hope that other people do too. And it seems like no matter what you've been through, you always know that something good is coming. And even if something bad is happening at that present time in a moment, you turn around and you say to yourself, you know what, I'm going to get through this because I've been through worse and I can get myself through this. So, And you keep on going, which is such a beautiful thing to know because a lot of people cannot get through that. You know, how do you feel about the next generation coming in? How do you feel that they will make a change in the world? And how do you feel that they will stand up against racism, mental health, um, being an advocate for something that they believe in? How do you feel that they will make a difference in the world? I think there's, there's a lot of uh, a lot of progressive stances are, 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 um, are winning. Mm-hmm. And people, people understand that uh, we need that. You know, we we need that sort of positive change. So, next generation, you know, they're gonna come. They're gonna come. Uh, they're gonna come smarter than us. You know, like <laughs> kids these days, they they could they could uh, uh, get on the on the phone or a computer, download this, install that. You know, when we were kids, we weren't able to do that. <laughs> so they know more. The each generation knows more and more and more. So I, I think I think uh, the good fight has been fought, and, and the next next generation is gonna realize that and just um, keep on with the torch. Yeah. Keep on keep on with the torch and and and, uh, and do what's right. I, I I see I see positive things in, in the future. See. What is the one question that you wish people would ask you, but they never really do? Is there one question that you wish people would ask you, and but they don't? What would it be? Hey, bro, you want to work out? Hey, <laughs> easy. <laughs> I would ask you that if I was over there. <laughs> I don't know how much I can lift, but I'll try. <laughs> That's that's a good one actually. That's a good one. Ah, <laughs> uh, there. What are you most proud of that you stand for as an individual? My family. I like that. Straight. <laughs> I like that. There you go. See, if you could choose one quote that represents you as a person. What quote would you choose? He's nodding his head already. I think he knows the answer. What quote would you choose, and why would you choose that particular quote? A quote? Oh, uh, let me get it. Let me get it. Um, I need. I need to paraphrase it correctly. Um, okay. Oh, you, you do, or you don't do. There is no try, and that's from Yoda, Star Wars. Yeah, I have it on my door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have it on my door. <laughs> nah, see? That was mad you said that because I just went mm? <laughs> I have it on my door. That's totally cool. That's perfect. If there was one song that was the soundtrack of your life, what song would you choose and why would you choose that particular song? 
it, it's the song. Um, uh, I, I can't think. Uh, it's the song that goes, uh, damn. It's, it's like a rock type of dance song that goes. Um, now, let me find it real quick. Okay, sure. Let me find it real quick. I, I, I know. It'll, uh, we will be victorious. Ah, okay. Uh, I think I think uh, uh, it's it's um, Muse Uprising. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's my song. Okay, <laughs> right. That's one more for the Spotify playlist. Okay, that's going in there. I like it. <laughs> See, if I brought you to a desert island and I said to you, you are allowed to have one activist, one musician. And let's say one president. Who would you choose and why would you choose those uh, people? Activist would uh, be Martin Luther King Jr. Because he was always about peace and unity. Mm-hmm. Musician. Musician. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm synthetic. You know, like, like uh, I, I'm not too much into the classical uh, uh, Beethoven stuff. Uh, it will have to be, uh, uh, I guess, a, a, a reggaeton producer. And president, pa- past president, uh, uh, it'll be like, like a tie between uh, 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 Kennedy and Obama. Oh, that's they a hard like, one, actually. They, they were like cool. Yeah. They, st- they, they stood for, for uh, uh, good things. You know, I, I remember when Obama got, got elected. I was living in, in Harlem at the time. It was like the, the like the Messiah came. Everyone was happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, it, it, it was glorious. I remember that day. It was 2008. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to remember. Yeah, I was in my it was in my bedroom when I found out. I was like, whoa! Everyone yeah, was it, jumping, going crazy. It was a big relief. It was a big relief. Like when, See? when he got it. He got in. <laughs> Define what success means to you. We all have a different definition of what success means to us. But what does success mean to you? Up until the other day, I thought success was a million dollars. You got a million dollars, that's success. But now I realize that uh, you don't need a million dollars to be to be successful. Mm-mm. You know, I think success is. Um, being happy from feeling like fulfilled you know like i'm really happy i have a family i'm really happy that that even though i can't compete in taekwondo i could do something i'm happy i could deadlift 500 pounds yeah that I could a uh, squat a lot i'm i'm happy i wrote the book yeah, and, and i'm promoting to the world that's uh, that's uh that's success for me i like I, I don't need a whole bunch of money See? to 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 like feel complete I mean, it would be good <laughs> if I had it, <laughs> you know, but maybe if I had it, maybe I won't do the things that I go, th- that I do. Maybe I won't go through the struggles that I'm going through. And sometimes these struggles is what um, enhance your soul, yes. you know, g- give you a stronger mind, a stronger yeah. psyche, a spirit, you know, and, and compassion and benevolence. So sometimes you need to go through the, through, through the, through the hard stuff so you can learn these things. You know, and then, if then, and then if you do become super successful, you know how to, how to, um, conduct yourself, you yeah. know, 
how, how to how to always put yourself in other people's shoes and always be a helpful person and have a, a good heart. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. I really do. What is the best advice you have ever received and how has it helped you in your life? The uh, best advice I received, um, I was my first master, my first Taekwondo instructor in the Bronx. He, uh, I don't remember in any way he, tell, he telling me this directly, but I do remember with action. It used to be, it used to be really strong. Back back then, like Taekwondo, like martial arts in the Bronx, like you would go to a martial arts school, it used to be really tough. So, so I, I remember going through a lot of painful workouts with, with that guy. And he still has a studio in, in the Bronx, uh, uh, Willie Martinez, K-Mag International. But I, I don't train under him no more. But one of the things I do remember him telling me was... Um, was that whatever you do, complete it. I don't care how long it takes you. It, 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 if you have a goal of doing 100 push-ups, do 100 push-ups. I don't care if it takes you five hours. Do it. Don't stop until you get the 100th. That I remember he told me one time. That's good and, advice. And that's been my philosophy all my life. Like, like just don't stop. Even if you got to take a break, pause, and come back to it later, fine but don't give up see when was the last time you remember feeling totally at peace with yourself <laughs> oh that's a good <laughs> i don't know <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> no every day every day every day no matter what yeah, <laughs> the way you, the way you came out with that, I was like, "What?" <laughs> you were like, "What? What's peace?" No, what? Okay. <laughs> okay, what would you like your legacy to be in the world when you feel you have done everything on your list or everything that you can do, and only when you feel like stopping? What would you like your legacy to be in this world? Like a man who passed off everything he knew to his son. I like that. See? That's good enough for me. I hope it's good enough for everyone else, but it's definitely good enough for me. You know? I can see that you have a great passion for your family. And you love them wholeheartedly. And they mean so much to you. I can. I know everybody else can't see you. But I can. And I go by energy of what I get from a person. And it feeds back and forth. And I definitely know throughout this whole interview, your family has been one of the biggest inspirations to you. And and that's unique. You know? Thank you. I have one more question for you, Jeffrey, before we go. And that is, finally, could you tell us where we can find you on all your social media platforms, anywhere, when your next book is coming out, you know? Tell us absolutely everything. Where can we find you? Okay, well, people could find me on Twitter, Instagram, and, and Facebook as uh, a Galactic Jeff. It's my handle, Galactic Jeff. That that's my handle. I'm the only Jeffrey Gunnell in the world, it seems. So you could just put Jeffrey Gunnell, you find me too. 
Uh, so yeah, you, you could you could you could hit me up through through any of those platforms. Uh, Galactic Jeff is my my hotmail. Galactic Jeff at hotmail.com. You could reach me out there through through uh, that that way as well. Um, yeah, Galactic Jeff. You can See? find me. I love that. And uh, Volume Two, Kilmore's Invasion, it should should come out before November. I I, I should. I, it, it's 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 done. It's done. I just have to take hey. it. To the, yeah, I have to take it to the editor. Yeah, I have a whole. I have all of them done except for like the last the last three. Yeah. Uh, I'm working on it again now, tweaking it, and then I'm going to to send it to the editor. And then I gotta work with a graphic designer for the for the book cover as well. Um, I, I actually designed the book my this one because it it was another design. It was another design, but this design was me. What I did was yeah. I cro- I cropped the image from the from the original design, and then I I put it into this format. So that's how all of these are gonna be. So I just really need a graphic designer to make me like the center image. Yeah. And I, re- I already have the uh, I already have the 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 format for for the 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 design for the, for the for the book cover, so it it, it should be um it should be uh, uh should be coming now before November, and and uh, it's uh it's the continuation it's right right after volume volume one you know that in the end, uh the 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 new the new king was bickering with the reptilian leader. Yeah, and basically, uh, in volume two, the reptilians actually invade the planet. They they uh, they they hit them hard because it's a strong army. But they the Liberty Knights, they find their way to win. Do you know what I find so fascinating? And I know we must have spoke about it previously. So much of what your book has in it is either what's going on in the world at the moment, or what people believe is happening or reptilians and so on and so forth uh, taking over power revolution all of that is is either happening at the moment will happen in the future or has already happened from the past and you've managed to pull it all in your books (laughs) so i don't know maybe you have future sight (laughs) Or, or, or you know what's going on but Jeffrey, I sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, want to thank you so much for your patience, for coming on the show, for your kindness, compassion and wisdom and your knowledge of everything that you have done to make the world want to know who you are, to make the world be a better place and to also continue. One of the biggest things that you have shown on this podcast today is your belief for life and never giving up. So from me to you, this is me saying thank you so much for coming on the Us People podcast and sharing your story your way. Thank you, thank you for having me. I'm truly appreciated, and I, and I am I'm humbled to be here. No, thank you so much, guys. This is where I say to you guys, thank you so much for listening to the Us People podcast, and thank you so much. And please do remember to follow us on facebook instagram and twitter and you can also leave us a review on itunes google play and any other platform that you prefer listening to please also follow us on 
Instagram, Twitter, and any other platform that you prefer to listen to us. And also remember, you can donate to the Yes People podcast by simply going to the Savvy Rocks website or just typing in paypal.me forward slash Podcast or donorbox.org forward slash us people podcast guys again thank you so much for listening stay happy stay positive and as always please continue to be kind to one another a lot you do this a lot with with, uh, with, with, uh, with a lot of people this wrong this run time oh, so they have like a lot of interesting stuff right to share and, and to like teach so like you have to give them more time to to, to speak wow